Welcome to the Oda Magazine podcast. We at Oda desire to give a deeper insight into the people we spend time with through a podcast featuring creatives and entrepreneurs across art, fashion, films and other creative disciplines. Each episode highlights the work of individuals actively participating in culture and the conversations they inspire. Our guests discuss how they see the future dealing with themes such as diversity, equality, understanding and, of course, passion. Odda is a platform where self-expression, imagination and dreams are brought to the next level and shared with those looking to be inspired. Hi. Uh, I'm Neka. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Sorry. I'm sorry about the mix-up this morning. I had the family situation and I had to deal with it. No worries. No worries. Um, how is your like afternoon going now? Um, it's good. I just got, I just got home. Um, and it occurred to me that I hadn't really eaten anything. So I might be snacking, which I think is fine. Right. You're no worries. Yeah. I, I, have, I have ice cream right here. So I might oh, dibble dabble oh. a little bit. You know Where saying? are you? Are you in LA? I'm in New York. Oh, okay. Yeah. What about you? I'm in LA, obviously. <laughs> right. It's so sunny and so pretty in here. Like, I need like artificial light to like wipe myself. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Is it really cold over there? Um, it's yeah, it's pretty cold. Like, I mean, you've lived in New York, right? So, like, you know how sometimes the radiators work and sometimes they don't. It's like that kind of situation where the, you can like feel the coldness from the outside, but it's not like too bad. Mm-hmm. so yeah mm-hmm. yeah uh, <laughs> brutal I, I I usually miss winter right about now but I don't this time yeah yeah is it like really hot right now in LA no it's not last week it was really hot but right now it's like perfect mm. and I, I know I'm gonna be in Paris I'm going to Paris at the end of next week so um I'll get my little chill I'll get to wear a nice coat so I'm excited yeah. about that but, yeah um, I am definitely enjoying the sunshine and I have this like sunroom in my house and it's just, it's, it's, it's nice. I have no complaint. (laughs) And do you live in LA um, permanently or do you like ever like go from like one place to the other? I used to, I feel like I used to be so much more like all over the place, but since the pandemic, I've just kind of been here. Mm. Um, I mean, I filmed season two of Space Force, which is out today um, in Vancouver. And that yeah. was really, I actually really enjoyed being in Vancouver. And that was kind of the last time I was living somewhere that wasn't LA in a couple of years, I guess yeah. since the pandemic, really. Yeah, cool. And yeah, so like, that's how it is, like, you know, being, you know, on scene and having to film. So when you're filming, you pretty much live there permanently. And so the season is over, the film is over, things like that. I mean, the weird thing about, so with Space Force season one, that's why I moved back to LA because it was, filming in LA and I figured that you know it's a full series we, you know I'll be living I, I should have a place here da, da, da. but then because of the pandemic we ended up filming season two in in Vancouver so I was like I guess like it's all just very strange everything's so limbo normally I think that's how it works but yeah season, a space force has been a little bit different because of the pandemic and um I think also because of the the cast that we have it it would be wild if we were filming for like the entire you know it's not like network tv where we have the luxury of of having smaller episode orders and um not having to be away for that long yeah got you got you because it's with yeah Netflix. Um, yeah cool 
Um, so the first thing I want to ask you, um, and for also older readers as well and older listeners, um, is about you as Diana Silvers, right? So like in three words, can you describe who you think Diana, Silver, Diana Silvers is right now? And why did those words come to mind for you? Ambitious. Kind. I'd like to think I'm kind. And, you know, actually, it's more of a, it's not a word, but like a phrase. Does that count? Okay, go for it. Happy-go-lucky. Okay. Um, I think, I mean, those three words came to mind. One, I think I'm a very ambitious and driven, motivated person. Uh, now, <clears throat> I always have been. And I feel like um, kind, it's just something I always prioritize being. Because um, I feel like at the end of the day, people may, might not remember like your name or the things you said or like the clothes you wore or any of that stuff, but they'll definitely remember like how they felt after talking or interacting with you. Mm -hmm. So I, I think I really, I try my best, even if I'm in a shitty mood or had a bad day to still just show up and be the kindest I can be because you just, it goes such a long way and you never really know what, what other people are going through and how they'll receive you as a person or your actions and behavior so I think I prioritize that and I hope people would agree <laughs> um you know <laughs> not perfect, but I hope I hope the majority of people can can agree with that and yeah. um happy-go-lucky is kind of in that same vein of just I'm just happy to be here you know um I think it's really hard to it's so easy to get caught up in all the things that don't go right or the things the negative things or you know um bad experiences or 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 you know you know bad relationships etc cetera, etc cetera. but ultimately I think being having like a happy-go-lucky outlook on everything you're just able to have more gratitude you know like I'm just happy to be here and and um I'm really lucky to be here and and I don't want to put too much pressure on myself anymore at least I'm working on this to be in a different place than I actually am in you know what I mean like yeah. having hope and 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 being ambitious and blah 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 but just having gratitude and moving through things graciously with a really good attitude is like really important to me right and so yeah I feel like I definitely agree with you um it just kind of reminds me of this story where like I almost got rejected for applying to an apartment when I was like looking for places in the city. And you know, like when you're in New York, it's it's like oh the God. worst. It's like ever. the Hunger Games. It's literally it the Hunger Games. Is. Like you will you will fall in love with the place and by the time that you call the realtor, like, like oh, oh 50 was... applications and someone wants to pay double the rent. You're like, yeah. You're like, exactly. <laughs> and but yeah so like I remember applying for a place and I initially got rejected and then um when I when I got rejected for it I was like you know, like you know trying like to be nice about it because we were we were talking over the phone and I was like okay like thank you for letting me know da, 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 da. and then he calls me back a week later and he's like actually like I rethought things and the apartment's still open like you still want it and he was telling me he was like you know what like the way that you responded to rejection like really like 
spoke to me and you're just so nice and like I love having nice people I'm building things like that so like yeah I really do think it goes a long way in the long term so it's really it's really cool that you said that and um when it comes to you know just taking things you know graciously and trying to move on and you know being grateful for being here you also mentioned um a few years ago like when you were first um starting in a couple of your roles that you know when it comes to anything career related, there is really like no rush for you. And I wanted, I wanted to see like, do you still feel the same way mm. about like <laughs> there's not really being a rush when it comes to how you are acting? Because you've taken on a few roles since then. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think you know what's funny. I I am like my own. I'm my own roadblock, and I'm also my own like. Like I put myself in the cage, but I also have the key to the cage. And it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, I play like mental tennis with myself of, of, of just that, of like, you need to be somewhere different. You, you, you were behind and you need to be farther ahead. And like, why haven't you done this role? Or why haven't you done this? Or, you know, blah, 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 blah. But then I'm also like, it's like, pause. You're exactly where you're supposed to be. And putting all of this self-imposed pressure and also just like, it's also this weird sense of like, why do you even think you're entitled to be anywhere different than you are? You know, mm. like asking myself that question, which leads me back to the happy-go-lucky mentality of like, you're just lucky to be here. Like sit down, relax, put your head into the work. Don't focus on anyone else and what they're doing. It doesn't matter because like they're on their journey and you're on yours and like, just be great grateful for like what you actually have rather than being like well this isn't enough because like when the second you start to think in that way then like nothing is ever enough and it's it's you have to for me I it's like reminding myself to be just grateful for everything that I have and being right where I am and 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 trusting and enjoying the actual process of auditioning of watching movies of reading doing interviews with like wonderfully nice people that even care that I'm doing anything you know rather than being like why aren't I doing more because like yeah you can always be doing more but you can also always be doing a lot less and it's really just like perspective you know yeah Mm -hmm. for sure do you think our culture right now especially like with youth always being connected with one another and like being connected through social media and always having to you know keep up do you think that plays into you kind of seeing this perspective of you know just like be yourself like be grateful like be happy that you're here I think so I think it it affects it it's like it's so funny how I don't go on Instagram really anymore at all Mm. it's great I I I have very little self-control and I'm totally fine admitting that so I had my roommate I I set a time loan on myself and I had my roommate pick a like create a passcode for it because I was like I don't really want to spend too much time on it and I know if it's there I will and it's like just deleting the app doesn't do enough I'll go on web browser like I want to know what's going on for whatever reason but then the weird thing is like the less I was on it the more I'm like I don't think I care as much anymore you know and yeah. I and when I do go on I'm more excited actually for my friends and what they're doing I'm like oh hell yeah like you're doing this thing like you're doing that that's awesome because I I feel like I'm actually living a fulfilling and and like good life presently like day to day not all the time not not it's not like every day is like oh ever since I got out of Instagram my life is perfect like no but 
I think I'm just able to be more appreciative of like what is happening right in front of me rather than like wanting to be in someone else's life, if that makes sense, or someone else's shoes. Sense. I'm just like, it's it's so curated and it's and it's it can be real, but it also can be so fake and and there's so much um there's just I don't think we're supposed to know that much information. I don't think we're supposed to 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 be that connected. Like it's a beautiful thing, but it's also like really overwhelming and I don't know if my brain any of our brains are actually supposed to be processing that much information so often you know yeah, yeah. I try to keep it at a minimum and it has made me feel I feel like I'm I get more I'm genuinely more excited for like all of the good things that are happening in other people's lives in a different way now where I'm just like oh I actually am happy for you I'm not like happy and jealous I'm just like happy you yeah you know? <laughs> yeah yeah like happy and anxious you're like oh my god yeah Ugh, I need I to like things out. when you see it so much less it's it it doesn't feel so um because you see it so I think what I'm trying to say is when you see it so fr- too frequently you really feel like you're not doing anything with your life <laughs> yeah <laughs> I completely understand yeah I met a girl off of just I was I really liked her outfit so like I asked her if I could take a picture of it and uh, I asked her what her IG handle was so I could like, mm-hmm. you know, like credit her. And she was like, I actually don't have any Instagram. I'm not on social oh, yeah. media at all. And I was like, wow, what a life. And she was like, isn't it sad that, <laughs> that you think that? I know it's, it's yeah. crazy. And I understand like why it's been like a conversation I've talked a lot about with, with friends about like this, like the metaverse and all that. Mm-hmm kind of madness it's just I understand how it can be a great thing for some people but I'm also like did no one see Wally like because I remember seeing the movie being like oh my god we can't let this happen and I guess other people saw it and were like this has this is the future you know I'm like yeah. no it's yeah. a, it was a warning sign it's not it actually not be. striving to be to have. <laughs> yeah yeah for sure um and I also think but I think a lot of people within that are really youth focused are like focused on what am I trying to say? Like outs that are living outside of that bubble. I think they're really coming to understand, like, actually, like I don't need to, you know, work this much or like achieve this much if I don't want to. And mm-hmm. I really do want to start like slowing things down, like hustle busting and like all that stuff. Mm-hmm. so yeah um that's pretty cool and but when it comes to like the actual purpose of what Instagram is for which is like taking and sharing pictures you're pretty like you are really into photography yeah um right mm-hmm. and so it just reminds me of this like photographer also slash actress uh, iconic actress Jessica Lang um I'm gonna and love her. She, yeah and you know does she you know she has a whole book photography book I've only ever seen Jeff Bridges photography I hadn't seen hers oh my god yeah. she didn't write this down yeah she has on my phone typing it yeah um she has her own photo book um and she's really like chill about it and really casual about it and she calls it like she summarized it basically in saying like it's a bunch of things that she's just seeing yeah um, and I wanted to ask you like so how does photography help you express yourself um, now that you see like other talents expressing themselves through photography I think and would you ever want to do it on a yeah, larger scale I definitely I definitely it's funny I talked about this with um 
uh, Ferdinando Vaderi because he he did the, the he's a creative director and he um, did when I was the cover of Italian Vogue for September his last issue and on set I was talking to um, Todd the photographer about because he had a camera and I was like oh I have that camera too so we're talking about photography and then Ferdy was like oh you shoot too and then my publicist Ali being a great publicist was like, here's your photography. And <laughs> then Verity was like, oh, you should shoot something for the issue. And I was like, what? I mean, I'd love to. I don't I don't even think I'm like all that great. But I think he, he really liked these self-portraits that I did. And he wanted me to like kind of do portraits like that in the same vein for this beauty story. So mm -hmm. it was the first time that I was, I shot anything for a legit publication. And of course, I mean, nothing is quite as legit as Italian Vogue. Yeah, literally. And it was really fun. It was really fun, actually. And and we've talked about like how photography is this thing that it's good to, because it's not necessarily my um, career or my means of work. Yeah. It's something I, I definitely am super precious about. But I know I want to, because he's like, oh, you should keep it precious. And I'm like, yes. But it's also really fun to collaborate with 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 artists and um, in the fashion world and also in like the the film world and all of that to um, that. What am I even saying? It's really fun to do that as well. Like shooting an editorial was with all, with such beautiful people um, and like beautiful inside and out and working with a team of people that are passionate about the work that they do like that is really fulfilling and I love being on the other side of the camera so much and it's not something that I ever really do on a larger scale but it's something I want to do on a larger scale because it's just another form of like like you said it is a form of expressing yourself um and, and seeing too like yeah, the way that you see things. things so differently when you're on the other yeah. side of it and even when I do self-portraits like I see myself differently which is cool and I'm able to like manipulate my own image in a way that I'm not I don't necessarily get to do when I'm just as someone else's subject you know what I mean as an actor I'm oftentimes like I'm at the mercy of of someone else's vision and someone else's idea of like who I am and what I look like or it's you know playing a character so it's yeah. really fun when I get to kind of be the one directing something. And I feel like it's just photography for me has always just been, a, I think a gateway of, of like telling a story because I do want to direct as well. And that's just what it is. It's just telling stories, but um, in a much smaller scale than film, you know? Yeah, yeah. Wow, um, it's like super eight super eight film as well. Cause it's like, I get to then tell an act, like not tell a story, but I don't know, exploring visuals, exploring feelings, exploring um, the way certain different lighting or certain landscapes or certain people or certain scenarios, like they just, they change the way you feel. And that's like yeah. really special. That's awesome. Good luck piecing so together that incoherent train of thought into something coherent. Tell me more about Art. Super 8. How did that, <laughs> how did Super 8 come about? I was, it's so random. I was in London shooting this like campaign for Sotheby's with Daniel. Why do I feel like I'm going to just, you know what? So I don't screw myself. I'm just going to make sure I'm 
Okay, not with Eric Madigan Heck. Um, I was shooting this campaign for Sotheby's with Eric Madigan Heck, and I was wandering alone, wandering around by myself one day, like near my hotel down this like cobblestone alley. And to my right, there was this, there was this like camera store of um, like old cameras. A lot of them were super eight. And I just walked in and I was like, ooh, I'll get one of these. Let's try this yeah. out. And I was just interested in the medium um, and started shooting super eight then. It was just like a very random kind of serendipitous experience. And um, I've just, been obsessed with it since and I don't even shoot it that often because it's like kind of a pain in the ass to carry around on on trips and stuff like that but when I do shoot it I'm so happy that I did because it ah it's just it it hits different yeah yeah <laughs> it's like silly as that sounds so cool and it's just who are the subjects for this it's always like my just people in my life your friends and stuff I want to there's all these things I want to do and I say I'm going to do them, blah, blah, blah. And then I never, but I don't actually do them, but I'm, I'm hoping that I actually do them. <laughs> <laughs> but this one. It would be fun oh, to actually cool. like a music video or a short film on Super 8 or Super 16. I mean, eventually it would be really fun to shoot it on like 35 or 70 millimeter film, but you know, I mean, you're need a real budget for that. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. Yeah. Cool. So like you would want to have your own film and what about um behind the scenes when it comes to like the entertainment industry too so would you want to you said that you like are really interested in directing so would you want to like produce or like write um ever do a screenplay anything like that I've written a few things like I I do write and I I've written a couple shorts I've written short films I've written I wrote a really I've written like two terrible bowling features that i hope to god I never make because they're awful but it's just good practice you know mm -hmm. um I've started things I haven't finished things and I've started things and I've revisited them two years later and I've started things and finished them and like this is terrible I hope no one ever reads this it's like <laughs> it's just an an outlet there's so many ways to express yourself and I feel like I as an actor you're waiting a lot of the time so writing you kind of give yourself power in a way you can put your energy in something and as a female too I feel like I'm writing the roles that I want to see happen and maybe yeah. they're not even for me but they're just people or stories that I feel like haven't been told I guess or if they have been told I'm like oh well I would like it to be told from like a female's perspective you know rather yeah. than you know the way it's kind of always been which is very male gazy dominated so yeah um it definitely has started it, it always when I was a kid and I wrote my first screenplay when I was like 13 um it just came from a place of like wonder and magic and 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 exploring story and as I've gotten older and I've like experienced things and you know life <laughs> um it's definitely become sort of like a, a place of therapy in a way of just writing out things I've experienced, but masking it as someone else's story, you know? Got you. Having that barrier between like me as an artist and then it, you know, being a, di a completely different story than anything really that I've experienced, which I think is very, very common with like yeah. a lot of um, 
artists or whatever writers etc yeah so like it looks like you painting out this character and kind of like mirroring the fear the feelings that you felt and like the circumstances that you've been in but like mm-hmm. with completely different stories but still having like a similar theme or like having them with completely different names and things like that yeah or like yeah I guess so it's like like I wrote this sh- like it's a long short film and I don't know if I'll ever get to make it or not but and I wrote it like way before the pandemic which and it's about the last day on earth and then the pandemic hit and everyone was like it's the end of the world we're all gonna write seven movies about it and I was like damn it I did that but like two years ago yeah um and I mean it's like it definitely draws on a lot of personal like a like a personal relationship I have with like one of my best friends but at the same time I'm like but we're different people because that's I'm not in that circumstance and neither are they and hopefully we are never in that circumstance and like ultimately maybe certain emotions or fears or insecurities I have had over throughout the course of my life are going that those themes will be present are are present in it but it's still masked because it's someone else you know what I mean right Mm mm-hmm Like Lady Bird, obviously, it's like a lot of it was pulled from Greta Gerwig's, her own experiences as like a human being, but it's like some, it's someone else's story, technically, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. I hope I'm making sense. No, I, I, I completely understand. It kind of reminds me of, um, you know, being back in school and like having my English teacher be like, so what do you think like the author was going through when they wrote this about Mm -hmm. this person? I'm like, at first I was like, it's not related. Like, there's no way. But then actually like hearing like you talk about it, I was like, actually it is because, you know, you can only pull yeah. from your own life experience, no matter what, um, you know, specific one that you went on under, like the way that you kind of figure it out and like choose to reflect the times is from your own perspective. So, yeah, I think like as, as a, when I'm writing at least, and I think the cool thing about acting is, is that I, I get to, I, my my empathy and my ex- like view of the world expands because I am playing someone who isn't me and I'm experiencing someone's life who isn't me. And yes, the more I move through the world and my ability, my threshold for empathy does, ex- it naturally expands because I'm experiencing things and I'm learning things and all, all et cetera, et cetera. But, mm-hmm. and will obviously always inform my art. The cool thing about acting is that there's so many other people involved that are helping to inform that. You know what I mean? If that makes yeah. sense. And yeah. like, I am learning from a director and I'm learning from this character and I'm learning from the character's partner and I'm learning from the actor who's playing the character's partner. It's like all of these, like there's so many cooks in that kitchen that you are like absorbing information from. And it's it's like, uh, it's it's really, it's very special. You, yeah. you sometimes you learn new skills and you live in a new place and you I don't know it's just it's really it's so special because ultimately like as an actor or an artist or anything like our our we're vessels for um empathy if you know like that's what's that's what's cool and I know for me certain movies um or certain characters have served a far greater purpose than just entertainment for sure yeah um, I haven't, I, I haven't gotten the chance to watch it yet, but this is reminding me of um, Euphoria. 
and like the latest episode. I haven't watched, I haven't watched the show. I, I'm, like, I'm not, I can't, I can't watch it, but um, yeah, I heard it's really good. Yeah. I, I watched season one and thought it was great, but I cannot watch season two and probably never will. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like too much, yeah. Yeah, um, completely understand. But yeah, speaking of, you know, the roles and like having, you know, learning to, you know, become a vessel through all these different characters, what skills, um, like as an upcoming actress, are you really proud that you got the hang of um, when, you know, when you were Maggie and Ma or like Hope and Booksmart, Kate and Birds of Paradise, et cetera? I feel like with Booksmart and Ma, I was so fresh. Um, I'd never done really any, I hadn't, hadn't really acted in a movie before. Um, like mm -hmm. I was chilling girl number two in, in glass and I was on set for two days, which was like an incredible experience because it was like Bruce Willis and James McAvoy were my scene partners technically. Um, mm -hmm. and that was really special just seeing, you know, so many stunts and just, it was like so much being thrown at me all at once. And it was a great experience, but with Ma, it was, I was like, kind of co-leading ish of film you know I mean it was a lot of me and Octavia kind of going toe to toe and, and she's an incredible actress and has been doing this for such a long time and she was so patient with me and so supportive and kind again one of those people that is just really 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 kind um so that was and with Booksmart too I mean I had um it was Olivia Wilde's directorial debut and I felt like and a lot of us were very, very new to set. Um, a lot of us were, a lot of us, the supporting cast were, had never acted in anything before. So mm -hmm. I just felt like in both of those, they came like what, I couldn't think of any other two better projects than those two to have as my kind of training wheels for um, what I would then experience, you know, in Birds of Paradise, like, being, it was just, you know, me and Christine are leading this film and I don't have, you know, an Octavia Spencer kind of like, like, like mom figure or Juliet Lewis mom figure, like guiding the reins. It's just like, okay, like here you are, you're paired. And in Space Force too, I had that. I had Steve Carell and John Malkovich as like my onset parents and like just always having, I was so used to being like the, the youngest one on set and then to go on Birds of Paradise and to be like, not the young, I mean, I had Jacqueline Bisset, but it wasn't like she was on set with us every single day. And yeah. she was very much in character a lot of the time, which was great. And it's, it was great for the thing, but like, I didn't have like an adult person kind of parenting me yeah. on set. And so that was really special about Ma and Booksmart and Space Force is that I just felt like I was so taken care of and it was so safe and I learned, and because, there was such a safe and supportive environment. It, I was like able to um, learn more because I was never in like fight or flight. It was just like, everything's going to be taken care of. Like, I'm fine. I can take my time. It's no problem. Like no one's going to get mad at me, you know? And then, then being like first on the call sheet and kind of having this new responsibility, I felt like, I don't know if I was even prepared to be, to have that responsibility for Birds of Paradise, but, I, but on that set, I feel like now I really am prepared to kind of play, take on any role on any set. You know what I mean? Like with respect to like, oh, I can, I can, I can like set an example on a set or I can just like hide in the background and be, you know, like in Booksmart where I'm like, I can just be part of the ensemble and be, you know, it's just like happy go lucky no matter what I can, I'm ready to be on any kind of set in any position. And I think I can handle whatever will be thrown at me now. 
because I've been on these sets and they've all served a very specific purpose on my growth as an actor and as like a person on set. Yeah, for sure. Um, you've been in a few genres. You've been in like coming in, in a coming of age movie, which was book smart, horror movies, comedies, dramas, and most recently the action movie. Um, what's your favorite what's genre? Movie? Uh, it's coming up. It's not out yet. I don't have anything. I haven't done, I haven't filmed anything other than Space Force this past like two years. I think Space Force was like the action slash comedy. Oh, I guess. Yeah. I guess we have some stunts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so do you have a favorite genre to work in so far? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Car, I'm eating. <laughs> We're like, like a dinner date, you know what I mean? Like, well, yeah. like, well, these are like how these things used to be done. We'd actually be like at a restaurant, hanging out, eating a pasta, talking about movies. Um, so I'm just making it real, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm kidding. I'm sorry. I hope I'm not being rude. No, you're good. Okay. Good. <laughs> um, they're all so different. Work. I feel like it really just depends the the cast I feel like it's the people you're working with like you can be doing a crazy drama or a horror movie like I could be like literally in a basement tied up but I'm like having a great time because I have such good people around me and like Tate Taylor also he's such a fantastic um director and person to work with because he's so nice and he really makes it it's like really important to him that it feels like we're a family you know and Olivia Wilde was like that too like this should feel like a family same with space wars it feels like a family and even and even on birds in paradise like me and christine really really leaned on each other and it felt like i had a sister on set and i think it's just about you know the 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 company you're in like the cast like the company you keep the cast that you have around you the 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 crew the cast and the crew because the crew you start your day and you end your day with hair and makeup and um there's so many there's just so many people working hard to make this thing happened so any I think I don't have a favorite genre I feel like it I've been lucky enough to um explore so many genres but I don't have like a favorite one I I just I want to be able to do everything and keep doing everything and um keep working with really good people because that's really what it's about I think for me what do you have any life lessons that you've learned throughout you know being on set and throughout your role so far I think it's really just be kind you know like working with um like I think that's my favorite thing about Space Force is that everyone is so nice and there is there there's no egos like there are no egos on that set everyone is just really happy to be there like we're all just like wow we all can acknowledge how freaking great is it to be working with the best people in the world, you know, who could be doing anything and we're all here making this together. And um, it's just being kind and, and, and having gratitude or like the, the two things, the two biggest lessons I think I've learned on that I keep, I keep learning and keep being reminded to, to practice on every set. Yeah, cool. Do you have any techniques that you practice to get into a role? Like, I know some people method act and some people do like character-based um, stuff. Like, do you have anything like that that you do? I think I 
I, I lean, I think I nap, my natural inclination is more character-based stuff. I can see how method, how people, I can see why people like method. I feel like it, it probably, I don't know, actually, I, I've, I've like tried it for auditions and I feel like, um, I've tried it for a couple auditions and it totally is, um, an interesting, for me, it's an interesting exercise, but I like to, I like to have separation. It's like keeping church and state separate. I like to have separation between like me and the character and doing a lot of character work. I find it be really enjoyable, like rich backstory. What do they listen to? What scent do they wear? What, mm-hmm. what um, movies do they like? I mean, that kind of stuff is just, that's really fun to me is really just, um, it's like getting to know a friend, you know, when you meet someone new and you're like, oh, so like, what are you into? Like, what interests you? And figuring out their quirks. And then eventually when you spend a lot of time with someone, you start to kind of mirror their quirks and you kind of become them. And I feel like that's when character and method become this like weird blurry area. But I think it's super, it's, it's only natural for that to happen. Um, uh, when you spend a lot of time with a, with a character or, and especially if you're like not filming at home, it's very easy to kind of like accidentally become your character. Yeah. (laughs) That makes sense. Um, they become your best friend in a way, you know? Yeah, like because you do hold so much empathy and but because you do want to put that character on a platform in a way that they can be understood to like exactly. the masses of people, it makes sense that you, you know, would kind of like swoop in to them as a person. So yeah. the same way that like when you, your best friend in the whole world, sometimes they may not act or like they may not act in a way that you would but you they're your best friends so you love and you accept them and you try to understand them you know yeah yeah exactly um and as for when it comes to you know you mentioned wanting to see females in a different light can you point out any like aspects of womanhood that you know you've seen um either in film like today or like in the past decades that you're like man i really hope like this changes in 2020 and like i really hope to be a part of that change you know i it's so, I mean, I feel like I've been really lucky that I actually am seeing the changes happen in real time. Like a show like Pen15 is awesome. Sex Lives of College Girls, like that's amazing. 20th Century Women is one of my favorite movies. And um, I mean, Lady Bird, Booksmart, um, mm-hmm. geez, Mustang. Like there's so many, I feel like there's so many um, emerging films, artists, directors writers that are actually like moving the needle and 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 changing the narrative um that being said i i i feel like i really want to see more like i don't know how to exp- even licorice pizza i know it was like a like a like a it's like a 15 year old boys coming of age it still felt very much like also a the parallel was a 25 year old females coming of age, which mm. um, I feel like it might be even more so that than the other way around. Um, and I, I just saw the other day and I thought Alana was, Alana and Cooper are both so great in it. And it's kind of, um, I just, I love movies like that. Like I love a movie that doesn't necessarily have to like, nothing doesn't necessarily have to happen in it, but you see so much like character development. Yeah, yeah, Character yeah. driven film. And I definitely want to see more of those. And that's probably why all the movies that I was, listing off are really special to me because they're more so about that but this might sound crass I just started my period today and I'm 
I'm just thinking about how we still don't really talk about periods in movies. And I think that's weird. Yeah. I don't see it a lot either. They're messy and they're gross. And I feel like we need to show that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and there's nothing to be ashamed of. And I, I would just like to see that. I'd like to see that. Yeah. I don't know why. I like a scene. I'd like to see a scene of like someone with a getting their period even at like my age or younger. Last, I don't know. The last one I saw was um for girls with Lena Dunham and the character, one of her friends, I can't, I'm trying to think. I think their name was Jessica. Jessica was like, um, I think she thought that she was pregnant by someone. And then um, she decided to like go into a bar and like have sex with someone. And then when she was having sex with the person, they were like, she realized that she was on her period. And, you know, like it was just, it was funny because it was just like a moment where it was like, oh, well, here it is. I've been there. And, <laughs> and she still like had sex with the guy and it was just yeah. like casual. So, I mean, but that was the last time, I mean, girls hasn't been on for like how many years now? So, like, yeah. Euphoria, has anyone ever gotten their period on Euphoria? I haven't watched it, so I couldn't tell you. You couldn't tell me. It's like, it's on my binge. I don't for anyone getting it in season one. And I'm like, yeah. A lot of sex, no one's getting their periods. Come on. (laughs) Although I guess there was that really powerful scene with um, Sydney Sweeney in in season one. But still, Mm. I'm like, have no one has, why has no one bled through their pants, like their cute little outfit in this show? Yeah. That would happen. I mean, let's see what happened to me. I'd be the person that would like bleed through their cute little skirt. I actually bled in my jeans on Booksmart on the last really? day. Yes, I got my period and I wasn't expecting it. And I was like, God damn it. And I freaking bled through my pants. <laughs> Wait, did, were, were the pants on scene or no? No, I mean, I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And I like had to, you know, do the whole thing. But like the rest of the day, I was just like trying really hard to like sit in ways where you, or stand in ways where you couldn't tell that I had like kind of bled in my pants. Yeah. It happens. It does happen. It does happen all the time. But I'm like, I want to see that. It's and it's not even that it has to be like a funny thing. It's just like, it's because I feel like a lot of the time periods are shown as like a something that's like kind of funny. And yes, there is a lot of humor in it, but it's also like, I don't know. There's, it ain't easy. There's I feel like there's only like one or two weeks of the month where you're like not like pre or post period, like literally. As a, yeah. I wish I'd like to, I would like to see that explored a little bit more in cinema. <laughs> I would love to see it. Just like some girl, just like, no matter their age, just like going about their day with like their period on, like, or like maybe it's like showing and maybe it isn't, but that would be like really cool. Maybe like an indie yeah. film or something. I feel something. like that's even a short film. I should write that. Yeah. Like what it's like to just fucking be on your period for a day. Yeah. And exactly. I don't mean like day four. I mean like day two. Yeah, like the worst parts Hell. of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, see, you get <sighs> it. <laughs> yeah. I do, because periods are obviously like a huge part of my life. And I feel like people don't talk about it enough. I can't, I feel like- That's what's so funny, because I feel like I watch a coming of age about women and then I'm like, but they never get their period. I'm like, how? How did you yeah. never get your period this whole movie? Yeah. How is it never talked about that like and- you get it? And like, there's not even an explanation. Like some people are on birth control and like don't get their periods or like some people, maybe like they had just had a baby. And so that's why they don't get period. No one ever talks about like the or reason behind. Or even just like, behind. oh, I stopped birth control. So my period fucking sucks extra because it's been all light for the last however many, you know, I don't know. I just like these, these are things that like, cause I, yeah. I know in like male movies, they talk a lot about their, that's their like, situations. And I'm like, just like what about ours? 
just dicks everywhere yeah how many dick jokes and like dick things i'm like but oh yeah normalize like literally the female experience like in all of it's not just like the cute parts just like the gross parts too because it's like it is part of the female experience the, mm -hmm. you know for sure yeah it's reminding me of this uh oh, oh, this i mean not all females but like you know it is part of a female experience sorry or i want to just... generalize because i know there are women who don't get periods and 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 can't and and i'm mm -hmm. not trying to exclude women from that but it's also like it would be nice because i feel like if i was when i was going through puberty it would have been really and i got my first period it would have been nice to like not feel so weird about it you know or mm -hmm. so much shame about it and it being been more normalized at least in the media yeah for sure and like people who menstruate in general like it's yeah that's, it's what, that's also not just women as well men, yeah exactly yeah just yeah menstrual experience like yeah have that be more present yeah. and I, yeah, <laughs> I didn't even say the female experience but like the menstrual experience you're right thank you for that because sure. yeah yeah it also like that this conversation also just reminds me of like this I finally got to watch Moonlight finally and like there is this scene where like the kids were just like measuring like their penises in a really like normal way and like you like you'll go back to like being maybe whatever how old they are maybe like nine or ten years old and like it's like you know that guys little kids do that but like to see it on screen is just like so funny and it just kind of like warms your heart to like remember it and like know that it happens you know with dudes and I just yeah like I just wish that women had the same thing yeah because like so. I remember being in like middle school and we're all talking about like getting boobs that's like a yeah. conversation I don't know and like push-up bras I remember in the Victoria's Secret um the bombshell bra that was like oh the God. bra to have because all of us just wanted boobs <laughs> and I I never got them and I never will and it's totally fine with me but and yeah. it was definitely something I felt left out about I was like man everyone's like getting boobies and I'm not yeah <laughs> like, I don't know there's just all these like funny little things that um we all talk about as like adults and and, rem and reminiscing about them but it's not shown as much as it totally could be I feel I feel like in and and not in like a creepy way but just in like this is like really what it is like to grow up you know yeah yeah exactly I totally feel you um are there any directors you mentioned some but like when it, when you think about up and coming like screenwriters and producers and directors like are there any upcoming underdogs that you would really like to work with yeah i um why am i forgetting i'm i i can't i have to go in my email to to remember anything ever because i'm bad at life um <laughs> but um uh, Joe Talbot, who did the the last uh, Black Man in San Francisco, I think he's really talented and um, someone I want to I would like to work with. And um, the my the choreographer on Birds of Paradise, Celia Rowson Hall, she is so talented, and her her films, like her short films, and her I think she's had a longer form than that film is so beautiful and I love the way she sees the world like I love her um I just love the way that she sees things and experiences the world um and and now I, I feel like I don't know I feel like a lot of the um underdogs are no longer underdogs they're like 
doing really yeah. well. Awesome. Like, obviously, I'm a big fan of Chloe Zhao and Greta Gerwig. And I definitely would want to work with Olivia Wilde again because um, I think she's really talented. And I feel like there's so many um, um, actors that are kind of transitioning into directing. And that's, I think, always interesting. It's just really, I like work, I, I like actors direct, actors who become directors. Who, who, trans, who, you know, start to direct are such actors, directors, which is really fun to work with, obviously, because yeah. it's more about character than plot, I think. Um, and so that's always exciting. I don't know, I just feel like, oh, and there's also, I mean, I was supposed to do this film with um, Lorraine Nicholson and she's really, I also think someone who's really, really talented um, but it kind of got from the back when of COVID, you know how COVID is. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> you know COVID, you're familiar with her work. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm trying to think, you know, I have like a list. I could like just list everyone off if I really wanted to. Directors I like. Oh, you know who I really love? Um, Mia Hansen Love. She did this film. She's a... Uh, uh, I, th- I want to say she's she's either French or she's German. I'm actually going to look it up because I really love her. Um, this movie she did. She's a French film director. Yeah, she's amazing. She did this movie called Goodbye First Love. And it's like one of the best movies I think I've ever seen. And um, I would really, I really respect her and love to, love to work with her. And like Sean Baker, I think is incredible who did Florida Project and Red Rocket and um, I love Alma Harrell. I think she's amazing and um, uh, just so smart. And and I really, I also, it's Autumn DeWild is a photographer. She's a, she did Emma with Anya Taylor Joy, and she is a photographer as well. I think she was a photographer first, and I've been following her work for years. So it was really cool to watch her transition into directing. Um, and so she's also someone I really, really want to work with. And then of course there's like the obvious people I want to work with, like Cameron Crowe, cause he made, you know, he's incredible. And almost this is my favorite movie of all time. And there's like Paul Thomas Anderson and Derek uh, C in France. I mean, there's so many like obvious people and then there's the less obvious people, but I don't know. There's just so many, there's nothing more exciting than working with a, human being that wants to um tell a story and is passionate about it and it comes from a place of like passion and love and um like respect you know yeah like I was, I was talking about that with someone about almost famous how it what I because I re-watched it a couple weeks ago and watching it I was like this really just came from you can just tell that everyone working on this project just totally had so much love for this thing they were making, you know? And it, I'm assuming it started with Cameron Crowe. He's someone I would also just like love to pick their brain. Um, of The subject itself of like, it drew from a, his own experience and had so much like love and joy and respect for this period of like life and music, you know? Yeah. Can you tell like about a cast through just watching the film you know I don't know because sometimes you read trivia and they're like and they hated each other and you're like (laughs) (laughs) you know what I mean like I could (laughs) tell I'd like to think that all of them had a really good time 
yeah. for me watching it I'm like and in my mind they had a great time <laughs> <laughs> yeah because I was wondering like I was like wait because you you work you know as an actress so I was like wait can you really tell <laughs> I for so. me honestly so far I've been really lucky we've all loved each other so <laughs> I don't know I'm like maybe I'm the common denominator I'm kidding but <laughs> um I think um it, it's that I literally, I honestly feel like it comes from being like, we're just happy to be here. You know, you have to leave the freaking ego at the door and like, just be a team player. Unless of course you feel unsafe or uncomfortable. Like mm-hmm. we're all just here to make a, have a good time. And like, we're so lucky to do this. You know, I think that but what I was saying earlier, not to like call back to something I said as if I'm some like wise sage, but no I do feel like, <laughs> The second you start to feel entitled about anything, it's like downhill from there, mm. you know? Cause like really yeah. it's like, we're lucky. We're so lucky. And we're so lucky that anyone even watches the things that we do. Like we're the lucky ones in all of this, you know? And I always think it's funny when, um, um, like when, I don't know, when people are like, oh, wow, like I really admire you, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, really? Cause I'm just, you know, just like here. I'm really lucky and if anything, like I ad- admire anyone who makes a choice to support what we do and like allow us to do what we do, you know, like you're my hero because if it's not for everyone else, like I wouldn't be able to do this thing. So it's just like, we're lucky. We're lucky. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you on that. Um, as someone who, you know, is in the industry and you've you've created so many films like in the past I mean you've been working at your craft you know like since forever like if you you started your you created you wrote your first film when you were like 13 so that was like a little wi-fi so like what else was I gonna do (laughs) (laughs) um so as someone who has been on this journey to where like you're writing as a teenager and now like you're a young adult and you're like noted as someone who's like an upcoming actress um would you like who are the people that you've seen throughout your career that have really influenced the way that you work right now and like for you and for like your family and like who do you think are the you know those influences in society that are really changing things and have really changed things in the past 10 years I think um like it's people like um I mean Like, like as obvious as this is gonna sound, but Bradley Cooper and um, Clint Eastwood and um, Olivia Wilde and Greta Gerwig and someone I think I, someone whose career I really admire and I, and maybe I, I mean, Reese Witherspoon, she's someone like the, the Hello Sunshine and, um, Jeez, Zoe Kravitz, you know, with High Fidelity, she was an executive producer on that. And um, that I thought that show was so well done and so necessary. And I'm still upset that it was canceled. I know. Whatever. Um, <sighs> not whatever. I'm like, bring it back, bring it back. Yeah. I, loved yeah. It. I really loved it. Cause that, that, uh, it was so necessary. I'm so upset that they freaking took that away from us. Honestly, like for, for, for whatever. I know and like with with 
just seeing because I went from you know you know from Reese to Zoe like I went from watching like Big Little Lies and then like Little Fires Everywhere and then like High Fidelity so I'm like why did they have to take Zoe like Zoe was so good on like all the projects that she works she's worked on so far I'm a very I'm a huge fan of of her I think she's like she's so cool and she's she's such a nice presence on like I just like and love I will watch anything that she's in honestly I'm just like I just enjoy your presence and I love the the projects she chooses and she feels it feels like she's so intentional in what she does and I just I really respect her and I really admire her um and like Octavia Spencer she's a production company and she's been producing um films and same um I'm trying to think there was someone else I think who does that, but I'm blanking. Um, but oh yeah, I I really loved um, I love I love and then there's like certain actress actresses that I think I admire because of the the trajectory of their like their career pa- career path and like what they've chosen to do over a long period of time and that's like Kate Blanchett and um, um, Terry Mulligan and Julia Roberts of course and. Yeah. Um, and I'm just like, God, I want to play her daughter so bad. <laughs> <laughs> and um, like Nicole Kidman has had just such an incredible career and Viola Davis and Halle oh. Berry and again, Zoe Kravitz. And I mean, oh man, why am I blanking again? I keep blanking. There's someone I'm thinking of and Michelle Williams. Like, I don't know. There's just so many, um, there's just women really inspire me. And like, even right now, my friend, um, like I'm, I'm really inspired by Emma Corrin and, and she really inspires me. And when I, when, and when we get together and she's like telling me about the things that she's doing, it's just, I find it to be very inspiring, makes me want to do more. And I'm like, oh, I can totally do more too. And, um, same with Zendaya and like what she did with Malcolm and Marie and, um, you know, getting everyone's equity up on that. Right. I, I read something about that. I mean, I just feel like it's, yeah. it's so fucking cool excuse my language but like and these girls are my age like that's so fucking cool you know what I mean mm-hmm. yeah. yeah it's it's so inspiring and it's like it, it kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier where rather than I see these women doing these things and I don't feel less than them I'm like oh I can totally do that too like I feel inspired by them yeah. And that's also really special because like the way that they move through the world is with such grace and such positivity that you're like, oh, I can do that too. Like I can be like them, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And what to you, what are the most interesting aspects of being an actress in the 2020s in, in comparison of like what you've heard, you know, previous to the 2020s in like other decades? So like, do you think mm. the way that, you know, from what you've heard, I know like you can only, you can only talk about like what you've experienced, which is like the right now, you know, in the present. But have you ever heard anything about from other actresses just being on set about like what it's like to be an actor now versus what it was like to be an actor, an actress in like 1990s? You know, because I feel like social media. I, hmm. Go ahead, keep talking. No, no, Sorry. no, no, no. Finish your finish your thought. Sorry, I don't want to cut yeah. you off. <laughs> no, it's okay. I was just thinking like has social media changed because social media has, you know, altered or like we're in a new era of like understanding what beauty looks like to different people. Mm. I wonder if it um and also with the social pressures that come with social media, I wonder if it affects 
how you are as an actress and how you know things come out on film because mm. you know there are people that say like oh I don't know what it is if, if you lose 10 pounds or you gain 10 pounds on camera like oh. all of those like kinds of things like I don't know if I've ever thought that far I know when I did the ballet film that was something that concerned me to such an to such an unhealthy degree and I'm I'm hope I never think about you know it's funny actually because I it's hmm I don't know. I'll, I I judge myself in a very different way than I'm. I hope other people do. So, I hope no one's thinking about that. But <laughs> my only, I think my only experience is like like you're saying. I only know what my experience is relative to like how I view myself. You know, because mm-hmm. when I watch other people, like that's the last thing I ever think about. Is like, oh wow, they look different in, on Instagram than they do in the movies. I'm like, and yeah. usually if I'm even if if an actor captivates me enough where I even like care enough to see what their Instagram is I'm like they did their job good job on them like they're they're great Um, and and I'm lucky enough that I get to like meet a lot of actors like in real life and I don't know I feel like I like when I watched Licorice Pizza I I feel like I enjoyed it in such a different way because like I could recognize some people like oh I love seeing them in this role like this is so fun and I'm like rooting for them in in a different way than I would if it was like a complete stranger that I knew from a, a very big distance, you know? Um, yeah. It's more exciting to see like people, you know, playing these characters. Um, and um, I don't really know, people have like negative opinions on social media. People have positive opinions on social media. It's like all relative, I feel like to like you and your, and cause we're all the center of our own universe. So it's just relative to how it fits into like your universe. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I, I just, I judge myself in a, in a very different way than I, I hope other people do when I watch myself. Yeah, <laughs> like, I hope no one's noticing the things that I notice. <laughs> yeah. Do you feel like when it comes to promoting movies that you have to share more about like yourself and your life like now, because, you know, everyone's so into sharing details about themselves, or do you feel like um, it's still, you know, you can still maintain like a sense of mystery around like you, like Diana Silver's like as a person. I think I, I hope, my hope is that I can maintain that. Um, what a weird time we live in. I, the funny thing though, even about like the movie star mystery is that like, depending on how you choose to run your own Instagram, you can kind of still give yourself that elusiveness, you know? Mm Because even like the movie star, like they were, yeah, okay, there was the age of the publicist and they put out a story of like, this is like the movie star. And then it was like, who were they when there weren't the movie star, you know? And it's like, we can just run our Instagrams like that too. It's like, that's a thing. But definitely, that's why I feel like, I don't know, like gossip accounts are like unfair because I'm just like, uh, just let people exist. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> like just let everyone exist. Like who it's just let everyone exist. There yeah. used to be separation where it's like you had to go sit like I used to sit in the magazine and be like, what's Justin Bieber up to when I was like 12? You know what I mean? <laughs> like what's Jesse McCartney doing? Like who is he? Oh dating? my god, just like, that was the love of my you life. Know, Are you kidding me? Um reading like Tiger Beat and J14. Um yeah. <laughs> but I think what's crazy is that now it's just like 24-7 and it's like it feels very invasive um mm-hmm. so I kind of I really feel for the people who because I don't have this no one literally no one cares what I do and I'm like so grateful for it I'm like I hope no one ever cares um, <laughs> and if one day people decide they care I'm like then I'll go hide and I'll 
put on some weird persona on my Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> but I really do feel for the people who um, are just constantly being invaded. Like their 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 privacy and their personal life is is like always being invaded in uh, on a twenty four seven kind of like news like insa- uh, sensationalized news cycle. You know, I, I really feel for them because it it's it it just it must be um, jarring. It just must be really jarring, you know. Mm-hmm. And it, it it is this thing you turn off your phone; it doesn't really exist. So it's just how much power you give it. I think that's what the cool thing is, though, about nowadays is that it's like the power is like literally in the palm of our hand. We can just turn it off, and it doesn't exist, or we can engage and go crazy, you know. Yeah, yeah. That's what I want meant to say. Again, I'm yeah. sorry for my like incoherent like train of thoughts. I know this is being recorded, and I hope I don't say anything that totally. S- makes you sound stupid <laughs> no you're you're completely I'm I'm catching what you're putting down I'm picking <laughs> up what you're putting down so I completely understand what you're saying it's basically Gosh. just I think like the good thing about being an actress is that you are playing a character so you can have that like degree of separation between like who you are and who um you know who you're playing and also but weirdly like social media allows people to create a different you know character of themselves. But the funny thing too is like I think about David Bowie and I wrote this like essay of, of just about this whole notion when I was in college like David Bowie created this persona of David Bowie to like have all these other alter egos channeled through which yeah. I think is so genius yeah at the end of the day like none of us will ever know what he was like at home with Iman and, and his family and I love yeah. that I love that. I think that is so special. And I feel like it's just, it's like we have the power to like let it affect us or, or not affect us and, or engage or not engage. And it's just like kind of up to us as like, again, it's like really just depends on the individual in the center of their universe and how they want to interact with the external, you know? Got it. Yeah, for sure. Hi, Nika. So sorry to interrupt. I think we only have time for one or two more questions. Okay. Okay. Um, thank you for reminding me. Um, sorry, I'm just like getting caught up. Um, what's the last thing that I would like to ask you? So, um, good. Just kidding. Um, yeah. So, as the as Diana, like who you are right now, what do you think the landscape of the entertainment industry looks like from your perspective, and how do you hope it changes over the next ten years? Hmm. I don't know. I don't even know if I'm smart enough to answer this. Um, I hope there's like a bigger return. You know, I really want to see a sophisticated rom-com. Like, like on When Harry Met Sally. I don't know. I feel like there, there, there was a time when like, um, and although I feel like this year with like Licorice Pizza, like that movie I thought was just very well-rounded and, and grounded and like there's humor and there's, it's sentimental and there's, um, I don't know, there's just so many different, it's, it's just great. It's a great movie. I really liked it. Um, um, but I, I wonder if there's like, and I guess Don't Look Up To is, I haven't seen it yet, but I, I know people really seem to like, people really like it, not seem to, people really like it and, um, but I, 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 I feel like 
I want to see more movies that um, get people in the theater, but aren't like huge um, franchises. I don't know. I just, I love going to the movies and I hope there's a return to the theater of, and like a return of like a sophisticated rom-com or a drama that still makes you laugh. I don't know, like just more nuanced and balanced films that don't have to just like, and this is the depressing Oscar contender. You know what I mean? Like, mm, yeah. I, I, I feel like in like the, in the nineties and in the eighties, in nineties and like early two thousands, there were so many movies that um, just like were slices of life that didn't, that weren't made for the purpose of like, being like, and this is our sad blue tinted, you know, like serious film. But it's like, yeah. like this is because not like life is not just that. It's like always like that. So yeah. many different flavors and colors, and um, you know, it it is like you can have like a serious coming of age, and like she gets her period, <laughs> you know. <Yeah. laughs> and then maybe that's the funny part, or it's like a really funny movie, and then the dramatic part is like, you know, I don't know, but you know what I'm, you know what I'm saying. I don't even know. Yeah. What I mean. But like they have like there's that's what I love about 20th century women as well that it was like I don't know just so well-rounded and um I think every time I remember when we watched Almost Famous we rewatched it we were like they don't make them like this anymore and I was like why is that but their movies were out there I know that people are making them it's just like are we seeing them are we going to the movies to see them you know and I and I hope that uh, as a consumer as well as like the artists that we're working together to kind of um make that happen you know yeah because it is a conversation between like artist and consumer and it's just because we're we're one and the same really when you think about it Mm -hmm. yeah it's really interesting I didn't I never thought about it like that thank you maybe I am smart enough to answer this question (laughs) (laughs) yeah well thank you so much for joining me today I don't want to take up too much more and thank you for being flexible I'm sorry about this morning I sorry no worries (laughs) you're all good you you being flexible and patient and and this was a really wonderful conversation yeah yeah I'm excited to see the second season well, I have to binge now, but um, the second season of Space Force when it comes out. So congratulations out. on that. It's out. It's out? Yeah, it it's came out, out to- today. It's out today. Sorry, today. I, heard okay. I heard a bang in the house. My, 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 room, my roommate just got home. Sorry, I have a stutter. It's a thing and no one really knows about it, but it, I have a stutter and it's very annoying. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but awesome. um, yeah, it came out today. It, it's February 18th. Space awesome. Morning. Beautiful. Happy season. It is Perfect. launched, but um. <laughs> funny funny all right thank um, you so much you too and stay bye. warm <laughs> yeah oh, yeah <laughs> bye bye